the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge, and he puts down one and he exalts another. God exalted Nebuchadnezzar, and now God is going to put down Nebuchadnezzar. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes, God will strip things away from a person to show them he's sovereign and that he actually rules over them. And he begins to strip things away to deal with their pride and and, and self-reliance and to humble them. All exaltation comes from the hand of God. In today's message from Pastor Dan, he shares with you that the Lord is the one who puts down one and raises the other. People placed in leadership and who are promoted are there because of God. It's important to realize that God will sometimes strip away certain things within your life to reveal to you that He is in control. Pastor Dan reminds you that God doesn't want you to become prideful and arrogant of your self-reliance. He wants you to rely on Him. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 4 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. God tells you to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. And and there's no exception to that. There's no exception to that. In verse 3, Nebuchadnezzar says God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. Nebuchadnezzar was a great king, but he recognized that God was far greater. And beginning in verse 4, he tells the story of his conversion. Here's how it happened. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my palace and flourishing in my palace. I was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid in the thoughts on my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. So Nebuchadnezzar was at rest. He was flourishing and yet he was afraid. And he was troubled. And you read that, and I don't know about you, but I think, what could possibly trouble a guy like Nebuchadnezzar? Man, what could make the most powerful man on all the earth afraid, fearful? Nebuchadnezzar shows us that a person can have all the world offers, can have all the wealth and power and prosperity and security and comfort, and none of it brings peace. None of it brings peace. In our, in our culture, we see many celebrities who seem to have it all, and yet we read about their struggles with drug addiction or alcohol or depression or suicide or their personal lives are in a shambles. And they have it all, but they don't have peace. You think, how can that be? Well, the reason is real peace only comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's the Prince of Peace. And Jesus gives us peace with God through the cross, 
through his shed blood. And Jesus gives us the peace of God, a peace that passes all understanding, the Bible says. He said, in, in, in the world you'll find trouble, but in me you'll find peace. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. God keeps him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord and who trusts in the Lord. So Nebuchadnezzar, he's, he's troubled by a dream. He can't sleep. This is just like back in chapter 2. He had that previous dream, but that was you know 30 years ago. Now he's troubled here by this dream. So verse 5, he says, I saw a dream which made me afraid and the thoughts of my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Therefore, I issued a decree, because that's what kings do, to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, that they might make known to me the interpretation of the dream. Then the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers came in, and I told them the dream, but they did not make known to me its interpretation." Remember, they, I've mentioned before, back in chapter 2, uh, the, the Babylonian soothsayers and wise men, they had like books where you have the details of the dream. They can look it up in a book and they can kind of cross-reference it and tell you, well, this is what the book says your, your dream means. And so he tells them the dream. He asks for the interpretation. But once again, the Babylonian wise men were unable to interpret the king's dream. Or maybe they were just too afraid to tell the king the interpretation of his dream because the dream depicted God's judgment upon the king. And so maybe they said, you know, we we just can't find it in our book. (laughs) I I don't know. We can't help you. Bye. You know, kind of thing. Best of luck. Now look at verse 8 and notice how it's worded. But at last, Daniel came before me. His name is Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God. This is, again, this is Nebuchadnezzar writing. In him is the spirit of the holy God. And I told the dream before him, saying... So he says here in verse 8, at at last the king called for for Daniel. Why at last? Why did he call Daniel last? Why didn't he call Daniel first? Non-believers often turn to God last, after all their other options have failed them. All of his other options have failed him. Well, now I'll call Daniel. He calls him last. And notice... In verse 8, Nebuchadnezzar describes Daniel as a man in whom the spirit of the holy God dwells. Three times in this chapter, Nebuchadnezzar describes Daniel in this way. Look at verse 9. Belteshazzar, chief of the musicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy God is in you and no secret troubles you. Explain to me the visions of my dream that I have seen and its interpretation. Nebuchadnezzar said in verse 9, I know the spirit of the holy God is in you. A pagan king. Now at this point, it's estimated that Daniel has served the king for more than 30 years. And over that time, Nebuchadnezzar has come to see the spirit of God in Daniel. He's a pagan. He's a non-believer. But he knew that the spirit of God dwelt in Daniel. So let me ask you a question. Can people see the spirit of God in you? Do they recognize the Spirit of God in you? Do they see the fruit of the Spirit in you and in your conduct? Is it evident to others, with people who work with you or go to school with you or are around you, say, I I know he's a Christian or I know she's a Christian. I, I can just tell by their manner of life. God's Spirit dwells in him. God's Spirit dwells in her. Notice also in verse 9, Nebuchadnezzar says of Daniel, no secret 
troubles you. That's not, that's not something that Nebuchadnezzar can say about himself. But for Daniel, man, nothing troubles you, Daniel. You've worked for me for 30 plus years and I, I've, I've, never, I've never seen you get rattled. I, I've never seen you bothered by anything. Nebuchadnezzar noticed that Daniel had a peace in his life that Nebuchadnezzar himself lacked. Our faith in Jesus Christ should bring peace in our lives. God's perfect love casts out all fear. And, and the, the world around us is, is freaking out and worried about everything. Much of what they're worried about isn't even real. But we have the peace of God guarding our hearts and guarding our minds through Christ Jesus. And it's a peace that hopefully other people notice that we're not freaking out and we're not worried. And so in verse 10 now, Nebuchadnezzar begins to describe his dream to Daniel and details it for us. These were the visions of my head while on my bed I was looking and behold a tree in the midst of the earth and its height was great and the tree grew and became strong. Its height reached to the heavens and it could be seen to the ends of all the earth. Its leaves were lovely, its fruit abundant and in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it. The birds of the heavens dwelt in its branches and all flesh was fed from this tree. So in this dream, Nebuchadnezzar explains he sees a tree and note the details that are given about this tree. Note first its location. It's in the midst of the earth or in the middle of the earth. It's notice its height. Its height was great. It's reaching to the heavens. Its strength in verse 11, it grew and became strong. It could be seen by the entire earth. It was super productive in verse 12. It le- its leaves were lovely. Its fruit abundant. It provided for everyone food for all. It says it provided shelter for animals and birds. The beasts found shade under its tree and the birds dwelt in its branches. And notice at the end of verse 12, every creature on the earth was fed from this tree. But then notice verse 13, what happens? I saw in the visions of my head while on my bed and there was a watcher. That's an angel, a holy one. Coming down from heaven, he cried aloud and said thus, Chop down the tree and cut off its branches. Strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts get out from under it and the birds from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump and roots in the earth bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven Notice, and let him graze with the beasts on the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast and let seven times pass over him. So in his dream, Nebuchadnezzar saw a watcher or an angel deliver this decree from the Most High that the tree was to be cut down, leaving only a stump. And the stump was to be bound with iron and bronze, which are metals of judgment in the Bible. So this is judgment. But then notice in verse 16, there's a a shift in the pronouns. Again, let his heart be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast. Let seven times pass over him. And then Nebuchadnezzar said, what do you think it means, Daniel? (laughs) This is talking about Nebuchadnezzar. This is a description of what will happen to Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar is the tree and God will judge him and God will cut him down and his heart will be changed and he will be given the heart of a beast. 
for a period of seven times or seven years. By the way, the Babylonians kept uh, detailed chronicles of their kings, especially Nebuchadnezzar. And archaeologists have found thousands of these tablets uh, in ancient Babylon. And in the record of Nebuchadnezzar's reign as king, there's a seven-year gap where he doesn't record anything. There's nothing recorded that Nebuchadnezzar did for the seven-year gap in his reign as, as king. And so we see that archaeology also supports what the Bible says. Not that we need archaeology to believe the Bible, but it's nice to see that when that happens, as it often does. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Uh, And so, we know from Daniel chapter 4 what was going on with Nebuchadnezzar during those seven years that are kind of missing in the Babylonian record. Verse 17 now tells us the reason why God will bring this judgment upon Nebuchadnezzar. He says, this decision is by the decree of the watchers, the angels, and the sentence by the word of the holy ones, in order that, here's why, the living may know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever He will and sets over it the lowest of men. And so the purpose of this judgment was to humble Nebuchadnezzar in order that he might know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. And so that everybody would know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. Nebuchadnezzar was a very, very powerful king. Arguably the most powerful king in history. And God is going to bring him down in a moment. And God is going to show Nebuchadnezzar and the world that God is the Most High. And that God rules over the affairs of mankind. And Nebuchadnezzar, he will not acknowledge God's sovereignty over his life up to now. And so now, he's going to have to learn about the sovereignty of God the hard way. There's an easy way, (laughs) and then there's the hard way. Nebuchadnezzar chose the hard way. And God has been pursuing him and pursuing him and pursuing him for decades. He has surrounded him with godly men who have been a witness to him. He has seen miracles He has seen with his own eyes the Lord Jesus Christ in the fire. He's made some passing acknowledgments of of God. But now he's going to have to learn the hard way. That God is sovereign. For Nebuchadnezzar, he thinks that he has made himself king. And his greatness and his power come from his own hand. And so what God is going to do is God is going to strip away everything from him. Including his sanity. To show him where his greatness really comes from. Psalm 75, verse 6, For exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. And he puts down one, and he exalts another. 
God exalted Nebuchadnezzar, and now God is going to put down Nebuchadnezzar. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes, God will strip things away from a person to show them he's sovereign and that he actually rules over them. And he begins to strip things away to deal with their pride and, and, and self-reliance and to humble them. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 says, What do you have that God hasn't given you? And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it were not a gift? Everything we have is from God. Everything you have, everything I have, is from God. God is the one who has given us the abilities, the skills, the intelligence, the success, the opportunities, the job, the income. It all comes from God. And so we should never boast as if it comes from ourselves. Because it hasn't. In James chapter 4, verse 6, I read this verse earlier. But again, in that verse, it says, God resists the proud. And Nebuchadnezzar is about to learn what that means. The hard way. Again, there's an easy way. There's a hard way. And Nebuchadnezzar in his stubbornness has chosen the hard way. And so verse 18, now it says, This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belteshazzar, declare its interpretation, since all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation but you are able for the spirit of the holy God is in you. He knows that Daniel will be able to answer this because the spirit of the holy God dwells in Daniel. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was astonished for a time and his thoughts troubled him. Remember, Daniel's never troubled. (laughs) Now he's troubled. And so the king spoke and said, Belteshazzar, do not let the dream or its interpretation trouble you. And Belteshazzar answered and said, My Lord, may the dream concern those who hate you and its interpretation concern your enemies. Daniel was astonished because of the meaning of this dream. And I want you to note here that Daniel is not glad that Nebuchadnezzar will be judged by God. He, He doesn't rejoice at the bad fortune that is about to befall upon Nebuchadnezzar. He doesn't say, well, this serves you right. After what you've done to me and to my people, and you've caused us so much pain for so many years, and now you're getting what you deserve. You had this coming to you. I'm glad to see you suffer. No, Daniel was grieved. He was grieved and troubled. You know, as Christians, the judgment of God against someone should break our hearts. It should grieve us. It should grieve us to see someone brought down by God. We shouldn't rejoice in that. You know, Jesus wept over Jerusalem as he, he spoke of their coming judgment. Daniel's broken hearted that God's judgment is coming down on Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar. And that's the attitude we should have. And so Daniel explains to the king the interpretation of the dream in verse 20. He says, the tree that you saw, which grew and became strong, whose height reached to the heavens and which could be seen by all the earth, whose leaves were lovely and its fruit a abundant and which was food for all under which the beasts of the field dwelt and in whose branches the birds of the heavens had their home. It's you, O king, who have grown and become strong for your greatness has grown and reached to the heavens and your dominion to the end of of the earth. Yet you have to admire Daniel's bravery here and his boldness. I mean, he's speaking to the most powerful person in all the world and he's telling him that God is going to bring judgment down upon him and he he doesn't avoid it he doesn't avoid talking to the king about the judgment that's going to come upon him he doesn't try to sugarcoat it doesn't try to water it down 
Again, God wants us to be bold and brave and deliver God's truth to people without compromise. Yet, like Daniel, we want to have compassion. We want to have humility. But we don't want to compromise the truth. And he says to him, it's you, O king. Similar to Nathan the prophet when he confronted David about his sin with Bathsheba and said to David, David, you're the man. Not like, you're the man. Like, you're the man. You're the guilty one. You're the one I'm talking about. The difference is David, if you remember, immediately confessed his sin and repented. Nebuchadnezzar did not immediately repent when he is confronted by Daniel here. Verse 23, And as much as the king saw a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, Chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump and root in the earth, bound with a band of iron, bronze, and the tender grass of the field, Let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him graze with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord the king. They shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven and seven times shall pass over you till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. Daniel explained to the king that he would have a seven-year period of insanity, or he's going to act like a beast, until he realized that God ruled over every human kingdom, including his own. Verse 26, Inasmuch as they gave the command to leave the stump and roots of the tree, your, your kingdom shall be assured to you, After you come to know that heaven rules or God rules, God promised to preserve Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom and to restore his kingdom once he comes to know that God rules. That's just the grace and mercy of God. He's not taking everything away from Nebuchadnezzar permanently, only until he learns his lesson and then God will restore everything back to him. Therefore, O king, look at verse 27. You got to love Daniel here. Let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. And perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. Daniel tells the king his remedy. He tells the king, you need to break off your sins. That's what the Bible calls repentance. You need to turn from your sins, break off your sins. Which again, for Nebuchadnezzar, his big sin was pride. So he he tells him that he's going to experience God's judgment unless he breaks off his sins. And you need to break off your sins to avoid God's judgment. The same is true for people today. To avoid the judgment of God, a person must break off their sins. They need to repent of their sins and turn to Jesus Christ for forgiveness and salvation. Again, we have to admire Daniel's boldness here. He just delivered bad news to the king who can order Daniel's execution. But Daniel is brave enough and bold enough to then tell him, you need to repent of your sins. You need to break it off. You need to break off your sins. Now, after this conversation with Daniel, God gave Nebuchadnezzar 12 months to break off his sins and repent. And the reason God gave Nebuchadnezzar 12 months to break off his sins is because God is long-suffering. He's not willing that anyone would perish in their sins, that all would come to repentance and salvation. Well, Nebuchadnezzar, he didn't break off his sins. 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Daniel, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcast provides you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we could be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. It can be so helpful to others to know about and to be in prayer for the things on your heart. Well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Daniel. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.